also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I, my God. I eat you a name for it. Listen. <laughs> And I eat it before I leave the parking lot. When I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the core okay. of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah. Where did you think it was gonna go. This is so good. I still. Uh, you're gonna have to let me know when to cue me in on that because it's only the second time I've heard it, and I couldn't remember when. To start, mm. so I assume that I'm good to go. Whenever, no, whenever Chase talks about eating the outside of a carrot first, there's no parking lot taco talk that's gonna yeah, like yeah. come over the top of this, right? <laughs> this this beer podcast has a lot of food talk in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't remember. I was interacting with someone on social, and they brought up. Uh, oh, it was. Um, uh, I ju- I posted about. Um, you know, letting people ask me, like, what the stories behind our beer names are. And our friend Sean from Nostalgia Brewing, who's in on the inside joke of Taco Bell being a big part of this podcast, asked about... I'm not uh, really sure it's an inside joke anymore. I'm pretty just, sure it's just part of who we are. Yeah, just part of the podcast at this point. And he was like, what about Baja Blast Frosted? And my response was, so uh, we have a podcast. It's about beer, but in reality, it's actually about just Taco Bell. Yeah. We're playing the long game. Right. Yeah, yeah. We Taco Bell's just going to buy Sonder. Yeah. That's the long game. <laughs> Whenever Taco Bell wants to get into the brewing industry, we're ready. <laughs> we just change our lineup. All of our, all of our beers are Taco Bell flavored. We do. Just, a, like, ooh. We have like a bean burrito taco. Yeah, yeah. Cheesy gordita crunch. They like bring Crunch us in. So they bring us in so that we can like learn about their brand. We're like, oh, no, no, we we know. Yeah, we get it. We're familiar. <laughs> we get it. Frankly, I'm just disappointed that we haven't heard from them. I know. Like no shout out, no nothing. No. But it's it's like who I am. I can't stop talking about it. Yeah. I can still get behind a uh, cinnamon twist milkshake IPA though. Oh, that'd be so good. Just it's basically just a churro though. Well, yeah. yeah. It's I mean it's like a horchata IPA. Same thing. No, 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 no. Horchata is way <laughs> different, different than Cinnamon Twists. Don't you do that. Don't do that to either one of those things. <laughs> they deserve their own space. Justin do not loves, do that. Justin loves both of those things I so do, much. I do, I yeah. do, so stop it. Yeah. Don't, you com- don't you just combine them. I've actually looked into making horchata at home. Uh, I think I can do it, but I certainly don't have the space to do it in our apartment right yeah. now, which is kind of bizarre. Uh, all right, so, we, so here we are again, a few minutes mm-hmm. in. Uh, chapter what, Danny? 52. Okay, chapter 52, uh, season three something. Season three, episode two. Okay, perfect. Um, at some point, I'll get that down, or I'll, I'll just, I should ask you before. I like the bit of you asking me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's just who we are. Right. People uh, think it's a bit, but it's not a bit. Right. No, no, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> right. Genuinely don't know. And I give, like, half-ass, half-assed, like, uh, this number most of the time, but I knew it was 52 this time. Perfect. Yeah. And you knew it was chapter three, season three, chapter two. Well, that one's easy. We started at 51, so. <sighs> well, it's easy for you. Right. <laughs> uh, and we got Tim on today. Tim, say hey. What up, what up? 
So Tim's been on the podcast before on our anniversary episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, been with us literally since day one. Um, you and and Jess, uh, who we had on a few weeks ago, have we're been really, with us. We're really mowing through the uh, taproom staff, which is fun. Yeah, it is fun. Uh, it's been kind of a an interesting, you know, for each of the four of you, and I'm sure you'll have your own spin today, have kind of a different uh, take on not only what your day-to-day is, but, but you know, the things that you love and what you're doing and how you interact with our with our consumers. So I'm excited to dive into that today. Yeah, well, and the sure. funny thing that I thought about, too, is that uh, since we've had all of the, like, the shift leads, managers, and then taproom directors on, the four of them don't actually work in the taproom at the same time a whole lot. So they're definitely getting, like, different experiences, and they all have their, like, shifts that they regularly work. Mm-hmm. So... In theory, you guys are all doing a similar job, but uh, working them at a different time, which is cool. Yep. It's like interviewing four suspects of a crime. Yeah. Like, yeah. bring them in at different times so they all have their different stories to tell. Jeez, you're sick. <laughs> I, watch a, I listen to a lot of crime podcasts. Do you? <laughs> Your head goes, like, we're talking about taproom directors and managers and shift leads, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How can we relate this? Well, to you said they all have their different murder. story to tell. They're a different perspective, right? Now Chad's taking me back to like my econ days with uh, like prisoner dilemmas and whatnot. Yeah, we should have like come up with a curated list of questions for all four of these people, <laughs> and then just figure out what the different answers were. Uh, like yeah. assuming that they didn't listen to the podcast in between. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like record all four of them like in four consecutive days yeah. before you put it out, so they couldn't have listened to it. Yeah. Dang, we might be onto something kind of cool there. I know. Dang. Hey, just thanks one, for that idea, Chad. It's just one big philosophy class. <laughs> right. Yeah. Class or class? Class. <laughs> I'm on a heater today, Chad. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> You're on something. Uh, all right, so Tim, let's jump right in. So so you started with us, like we said, day one, bartending, uh, quickly were, were recognized as um, a leader and a high upside uh, member of our team, so elevated into a management role within the tap room um, and have been there and, and worked your way through um, since, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you're still there today, um, again, as a, as one of the assistant managers within our tap room, yep. um, how, how has that been for you kind of seeing the Sonder brand go from this thought, uh, to where it is today as, as a top 15 brewery in the city? It's like magic. Yeah. Seeing it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Seeing, seeing it come to fruition and then like, um. You know, the, the off chances or the off days where you're, like, out doing errands or, you know, running around, you're wearing a Sonder shirt, and someone's like, oh, hey, I go there all the time. Oh, hey, I actually know you. You serve me beer, you know? And yeah. It's, it's really cool to see so many people talking about it and being excited for, like, what's to come. And I think that's what's really cool because I, I think, you know, the next couple of years are where it gets really, really big. And How I'm do really you feel like your experience in the taproom has, has evolved since day one to, like, now? as far as like the people that are coming in and like your interactions with them, do you feel like you have a lot of regulars or like you're dealing with a lot of people who have never heard of us or people that kind of have bought our beer in the market and now come to the tap room? What are you noticing? So all three of those, um, I do, I definitely have a lot of regulars, uh, Mm -hmm. people that have been coming in since day one, pretty much. What days are you typically here, Tim? So I close Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Okay. And then I open Thursday through Saturday. Got it. Okay. So. Um, we definitely have regulars every day. Every shift that I work, there's people that come in pretty much on the clock every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, every shift, I swear, it's at least one group of people. It's like, it's the first time here. 
you know, tell me which what's is crazy, up. right? I know. It's Isn't insane. that crazy to yeah. think about? Every single day, someone's it's someone's first time. There's which, still a large group of people that that live even in or around Mason who haven't been here. I know, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of that, honestly, is uh, you know we were 15 months old uh, when the pandemic hit, right. and so it's it's tough for all of us, right? I, I think Chad, it may have been you that said this recently. I heard somebody say uh, the the days are long, but the the years are quick or something like that right the days are long but the years are quick yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i think that's what i said right Uh, same same (laughs) same same uh meaning meaning for us it feels like uh you know the last however many months uh have have flown by at the same time it feels like it's dragged on it's dragging Mm -hmm. on now it's so weird um but it's weird to think because we've just been engulfed in it that uh for the last Literally twelve months almost now. Yep. Uh, we've been in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, there there are people who um, are immunocompromised, or or maybe they're not, and they still haven't. There are a large number of people who don't do much outside of, you know, leaving their house when they have to. And yep. I think that's that's a weird thing to to comprehend and think about because we've been engulfed in our day to day because we've had to to survive. Um, and so I think because of a lot of that, Tim, you, you know, you just said. A lot of people t- tell you every day that this is their first time. I think a lot, of, a lot of that is being driven by, to some people, we're still only a year old. Right, exactly. Right. It makes me so excited, too, because it still feels like we're still, we're still at the basement of what this can be. Yeah, that's right. And it, and it makes me excited from a marketing standpoint, knowing oh, that yeah. I still have so much work to do on getting people to find out about our brand and you know mm-hmm. making sure that we're still reaching new people every single day. So hearing from you that at least one person a day and probably more on other days, people like coming here for the first time is still really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's um, from the sales side, right? I'm out having conversations with people on the weekend and like, yeah, I live in Westchester on Tylersville road or something. And I'll, I'll tell them where I work and I have no idea where you're at. And I'm not insulted by that. I'm mm-hmm. excited when somebody tells me that. Yeah. There's so many Ooh. people out there that we still have to touch. It's I an. Uh, it's, I, I I have like a 50% cringe yeah. on that. I was. I don't. I don't. I was. I was about to say the same thing, Justin. I almost like. Oh. There's, there's a small little <laughs> bit of me that takes it personally. Yes. When you've never heard of Saunders. Yes. Because no. I'm like, fuck. My job <laughs> is to get people to know about Saunders. But, but generally they're not craft beer people. Yeah. This is true. That's fair. I, I, yeah. I guess that's fair. That's, yeah. a, that's a step back that I need to take more often because we live in this beer world, right? Right. So, like, we're knowledgeable about, like, new beers that are coming out or, like, new breweries or, like, when new distro hits and stuff like that. Yep. There's people that just, you know, they grab craft beer and they don't really look into it. They just like the right. taste of it, you know. So, yep. maybe they aren't hip to, like, the new craft brewery in Mason, Ohio. But, yeah, I, I'm with you, Justin. It, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, like... I'm not. Ex- I'm certainly not excited about it like Chad is. Right? So I, I it, see the opportunity. That's what excites me is the opportunity yeah. for it, right? Yeah. And I listen. You guys do an amazing job marketing this company. Our branding. Apparently is incredible. not. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, that is not what I was saying. At no, all. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you know. You know what? In all seriousness, I would. I would bet a large sum of money that there's still there's still a group of people every single day that walks into Madry and Rheingeist that have never been there either. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, right? for sure. I don't, I don't, that part of it doesn't surprise me or take personally, but if you're at, at Kroger in Westchester and somebody's never heard of us, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, we're working on it. Yeah, and, we're and, getting and, there. And like I said, it, it's still, well, we're, what, 
what I will say is that a, a lot of thing or a thing I'm hearing a lot more lately is that people are like, oh, I've had your beer in cans. Like, I got I get it at yeah. Kroger all the time. This is my first yeah. time in the tap room. Yeah. So that you know that us being in all those stores definitely yeah. does bring people in. There is definitely awareness, yeah, right? For sure. Um, and I I also get that. Uh, to people who live downtown, they feel like they're driving to Canada when they come up here, which is uh, crazy. Right? Uh, Canada is a bit aggressive. I call it South Columbus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's worse to me because Canada is obviously a joke. There are people who like feel like they're going to Columbus when they. Come I don't. Here. I don't feel like Mason is South Columbus. I more felt that way when I was driving to your house in <laughs> South like Lebanon, five miles north <laughs> of know, here. Right? Yeah, but like this feels like the end of civilization. So like <laughs> the. The next couple stops feel like you're heading towards Columbus. I just pissed off a ton of people who live north of Mason, but that's all right. <laughs> Two on this podcast. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't care about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you pissed them off. I, I just think, uh, I think they're all going to try to educate you that you're wrong. I um, think the joke started when you started calling Oakley downtown. It is downtown to me. It's simply not. <laughs> it's simply just not. <laughs> I agree. I have, I have to side with Danny on that one. It's, I, it's definitely not downtown. <laughs> I understand. So here's the, here's the thing. I understand that Oakley isn't downtown. Mm-hmm. But let's say, let's say, <laughs> I don't know if I I'm going to. I can't you're wait gonna, to hear you gonna, gonna, You're so going to lose this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to look dumber or if it's going to make sense. But. <laughs> Tack on it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> all right. We'll say this. If Liz and I had a sitter mm-hmm. and we were going to go out for a date night. Yeah. And I'd be like, you want to go downtown? And she was like, yeah, sure. Where would we go? I would include. That's a, that's a big area for you. Right. I would include places in Oakley in there. Yeah. It's like the greater a, Cincinnati area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Cincinnati. We did. Fi- I remember having this conversation. We did figure out that like blue ash is like the line for you, right? Blue Ash, Blue Ash feels like the first downtown. like suburb of downtown. That's like ten miles north of downtown, but it's ten miles north of Norwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Norwood isn't even downtown. No, but to me, oh jeez, <laughs> like Xavier's downtown to me. Yeah, I remember Liz calling like because when when Liz was working here and she was still in school at Xavier, there were the first two times she said it, she's like, "Yeah, I have class and I got to go downtown." In my head, I'm like, why? Where is she going for this class? Like, she goes to Xavier. That's in Norwood. And then I like put two and two together that Norwood is downtown. <laughs> well, it's like I live in Finneytown, and that feels nowhere near downtown to me. Where's Finneytown? Yeah. It's like one exit back from Coleraine on Ronald Reagan. So it's real close to Norwood. Yeah, it's so like West Side. That's West Side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's more like Central. It's like right before you get to the weird West Side. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like pre-West Side. Yeah, it's like. Eastern West Side. Eastern West yeah. Side. That's how it, yeah. There's some weird dynamics on the West Side. <laughs> I it's like a foreign country to me, dude. Yeah. Here's the way I think I of it. I dated a girl that was from the West Side and she like gave me a thirty minute spiel on the like nuances of the West Side. They're like really serious about it. Yeah. Shit's for real on the West Side. <laughs> I just feel like anything basically in my own head, anything south of two seventy five but but off of seventy one basically is downtown. Right? Oh, God. And then anything on 275, east or west, is west or east side. You spent too much time in Chicago. That's, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's where that comes from. Kenwood yeah. Mall is not downtown. No. Well, that's <laughs> fair, because that, yeah, that, that, that kind of pokes a big hole in my theory there. That's true. Hey, that's all right, though. That's kind of... That's, Man, that's the, you know what? That's more logical in my head than anything Danny's ever tried to present to me. Oh. And you live up by me. Yeah. 
Kenwood is Kenwood is nowhere near downtown. <laughs> so Not far. even a little bit. It's closer to Canada. Kenwood, Kenwood's closer to here than it is to downtown. Yeah, true. Oh, is that true? It is. Yeah, true. it's like four exits from here, yeah, but it's, it's like, like eight it's exits like from downtown. Minutes. I mean, uh, hopefully, we still have some listeners for this podcast. Let's let's uh, let's yeah. jump off of this. <laughs> uh, is there? I would like to know. Contact us at Sonder Brewing. You know yeah. what? We need to set up a podcast email, like an alias mm. for the podcast. For I actually really don't care if they con or if they email me though. Okay. Um, I would love to know if there's anybody who understands my logic here. Probably people that live up here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, although Chad does, and he thinks I'm a lunatic. Yes. Yeah. True. See, I grew up five minutes down the road, and I kind of think you're a lunatic. <laughs> Chad's from Cincy, though. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not from Cincy. True. And, and oh, by the way. You're just speaking to your experience, which is, you know, yeah. we can't judge you on your experience. That's Thank how you, you feel. True that. True that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can still tell you you're wrong, though. Yeah. I mean, I've, so we've lived here for about 10 years now, mm-hmm. and it's always been up in this area. Right. Yep. Up in this area. By the way, the way I sound right now is what frustrates me about why people won't come up to our brewery. Yeah. yeah. So yep. I, get, I get the both sides <laughs> of my mouth there. Right. Uh, but I also do go downtown to other breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just in general. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of people who don't travel up here at all. I don't yeah. go downtown like hardly the, ever. The point of that, though, I think what brought this up, Tim, was that uh, there's a lot of people who will have our beer or find our beer in, in locations downtown, but simply haven't made it up here to the brewery. Yep. Um, and we recognize that. We understand mm-hmm. the potential value of that. And, oh, for um, sure. Um, Tim, I how feel- or why that may lead to uh, future locations for us as well tim i feel not obligated but you know i want to express the same thing that i expressed to all of our taproom employees that have been on that you know you are you're so good at what you do here and it translates so well to you know how our brand is evolving over this last year where you know your people that come in regularly come in because of you our beer is great and that helps, but you know, you're giving them a great experience and the people that come in here for the first time, they feel like they're welcome because you're so knowledgeable of all of our beers and so knowledgeable of our board and our brand that they're able to come here and have a good time. Whether, whether what it was that was fueled for them coming here was that they already liked our beer or that we came recommended to them. Right. You know, the, the strides that we're taking during this pandemic are going to be hard to calculate afterwards, but it's going to resonate with everyone that, you know, they came here and had a good safe time Exactly, and they're going to continue to, you know, interact with our brand, whether it's on social, buying our beer at restaurants, buying our beer at their bottle shop or their beer spot, or frankly, just coming back to the tap room mm-hmm. too. It's no, it's been really cool. So wh- one of my favorite things about working here has always been, you know, getting that new customer and introducing them to things and finding out what they like and making, you know, going above and beyond to make sure that they have a good time. Um, and then seeing that pay off um, when they, you know, come back like, thank you so much. And everything was wonderful. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a, a quick sidebar joke I learned from Tom B's. You know, when you have someone, a customer that's really happy and you like cashing them out and they're leaving for the night. And they'll be like, all right, see you next week, right? <laughs> you're like, see you next Wednesday. They're, they're on a Wednesday night and people love that. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll come next Wednesday. That's a good joke. Uh, I'm into yeah. that. Tom um, B's. I mean, he is amazing. <laughs> I love that guy. Shout out Tom B's. I ran into Tom B's at BC's last week, actually. Did oh, you yeah. really? Yeah. I, for whatever reason, I didn't recognize him. Maybe I'm just so used to seeing him pour beers behind the bar and seeing him in a different scenario threw me off. But, yeah, he was like, hey, Danny, I had to do, like, a double take of a guy sitting at the table <laughs> with his friends. But, yeah. Um, so, Tom B is a man, a man about town. What does that mean? What? So, he's everywhere. Okay. 
A man around town? A man about, about town. town. About town? Yeah. <laughs> I think that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's, that's the saying. <laughs> who, Is who that made? a saying? <laughs> yeah, it was. He's a man about town? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I have beef huh? with this saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I buy this. Is that a real thing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so as I tell my story, I'll look this up. Um, Are, can you do that, both of those things at one time? Yeah, so I was downstairs with my dad earlier, and he goes, I ran into one of your bartenders this weekend. And he goes, tall guy, slick back hair. I was like, oh, Tom. Handsome, <laughs> handsome fella. Yeah. He only needed to get to two descriptors to figure out it was Tom. <laughs> tall, slick yeah. back hair. That's yep. the exact That's opposite exactly of when. who I would have said. <laughs> it's the exact opposite when people call on the like, office phone up here. It's like, yeah, I talked to someone on the phone the other day. And I was like, okay. Uh, do you remember like what their name was or who they were? No, they had a pulse. Hey, no, uh, uh, Merriam-Webster you know, Dictionary. Like, what does man about town mean? A worldly and socially active man. Okay. That is very accurate. <laughs> I'll give you that, Chad. But yeah, the, the people that call on the phone here are like, hey, yeah, I talked to, you know, uh, this guy on the phone the other day, or I talked to this guy in the brewery the other day, um, you know, beard, um, younger. Uh, and I'm like, okay, you didn't rule out any of the men Zero. that work here. <laughs> Except for Tim. Tim's the only guy here that doesn't have a beard. True. It's true. He's got some peach fuzz, And though. Dylan. I need to shave. And Dylan. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dylan. Yeah, that's true. Dylan, Everyone else. Dylan's though. so young, he's still working into his beard. Yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to call back to an older joke. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. So, um, was that the end of your story, Chad? The, <laughs> you, you, you just you just had no. it. Well, you your dad ran into a bartender. And his name was Tom. My point was that Tom <laughs> Bees is everywhere. He is. He, he is. is, as one might say, a man about town. Thank you. <laughs> that that guy's going to be my bartender at my wedding. And Same, dude. Yeah. I already told him. I was like, whenever I get married. I'm and for, for, for context, that's his uh, full-time gig is he he does the alcohol at uh, weddings. Which he is does cool. the alcohol at yeah. weddings. That's a good way of it's saying it. He's got like 139 five-star reviews, too, on like Tie the Knot or whatever. Oh, I, I, can, I believe He's it. He's so good. Have you ever have you ever seen him at a at like a side hustle bartending gig? No, but he looks dapper when he leaves here to go to one. I gotta tell you, first of all, he sets it up in I mean, less than five minutes. I don't understand how he does it's, things. It's insane. Dude, so he opens on Friday morning with me <laughs> and I get here at ten AM sharp and he already has all of the chairs down, <laughs> everything set up. It's like when did you get here at seven? <laughs> like I'm so confused. And it doesn't matter how fast he's moving, what he's doing, he never sweats. Yeah. He always looks incredibly put together. He also strikes me as the type of dude who doesn't work out, but is just ripped. Uh, uh, he yeah. used to. He doesn't work out anymore. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that man would punish me. <laughs> <laughs> like he would beat. The, he would be able to destroy me. Yeah. He is a large. He'd person. beat the shit out of me for a <laughs> Large person. Uh, all right. So so Tim. So we talked about Tom. You know what's got to be cool, and one thing we haven't really covered with. The other taproom team members, mm-hmm. uh, but especially for you because it, you, your times of work have shifted a lot over yeah. the two years. Um, what's got to be cool for you is you've gotten to work with just about every person yeah. who's been a part of this team. Every single one of them, actually. Um, which is which is really cool. So you've been a part of training them, working with them side by side. Yep. Um, how has that uh, shaped a lot of? of how you feel about this place on a day-to-day basis? That's a good question. Um, Initially, it was weird, and I felt like, you know, I didn't really have a ton of experience, like, 
managing a bar. Like, I had really never done that. So, like, when we would get new employees, I'd be like, oh, shit, like, what do I do? I want to sound like a professional, but, like, also, you know, want to make them, like, feel chill. And so, uh, I, sorry. No, you're good. I forget about that. You're fine. Um, That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so, initially, it was kind of weird, and I was nervous. But as we, you know, hired more people and it kept happening, I got really comfortable with it. And it actually wound up helping me, like, kind of uh, uh, shape my, like, duties a little bit. Um, training other people. Sure. It's almost, in a way, training yourself, too, at For the sure. same time. You know well, what I mean? You, well, it settles you into some comfortability. Exactly. Um, and I feel like you get better at your job when you have to teach it to someone else. Absolutely, you do. Undopey. Yeah. Because I'm a very, like, I'm a very hands-on guy. Like, I, I learn by doing things. I don't learn by, like, people telling me stuff, typically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, showing people things, like, hands-on also kind of reinforces that. So That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So, one of the things that you, so... One of the things I love about you is just how passionate you are about everything that you love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I can appreciate. Um, I can also appreciate that the, there are several things that you're passionate about and love, right? Yeah. Um, one of those things is music, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Yep. Uh, another one of those things is spirits. So uh, we haven't talked a ton about it. I don't even think we've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, but one of the things that we'll be adding to the bar is um, we're going to be doing uh, bourbon pours. Heck yes. And um, am I sharing this? Is this news to you? Uh, we talked about it briefly, I think, last week on Friday. Okay. Um, but okay. Yeah. Um, so it's very new. It's we very have a new. lot of bourbon fans in the house, so I think our list will be pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, It'll probably I, depend on what we can get. So. Exactly. I, I know what, what the first five are going to be. And um, so here's the plan. Who made the list? Um, myself and Luke. Oh, Makes okay. Sense. Um, I trust Luke. Luke's a big bourbon yeah, guy. I trust Justin too. <laughs> yeah. Um. So bourbon. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. What, go ahead, Chad. What do you got to say about I was, that? I was trying to make a joke, and Danny's just like, "Well, I trust Justin." <laughs> Made me feel like a real ass. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Danny. Hey, why don't you go be a man about town somewhere? Would you? <laughs> I feel like we need to name a beer man about town now. I am here for it, yes. <laughs> hey, if it's as big of a phrase as Chad made it out to be, it's probably taken already. Uh, that's probably true. I mean, <laughs> uh, although he, he stumbled his way through it, I don't think he really even knew what the phrase was. Chad's probably pissed. He's like, man, I haven't been on the podcast in a while, and I'm just getting ripped into it. <laughs> <laughs> Feels about right. It's yeah, a, he loves it. I was going to say, it's a status quo for you. up here, though. Yeah. Don't let him fool you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so, so Luke and I uh, spent... A little bit of time. Uh, largely, it is, it's what's available at the time. I was about to say, you had to yep. evaluate your, what your options were because a lot yep. of bourbons are hard to get. Yep. Um, so, so it's something, actually, I'll, I'll give Luke some credit. Luke brought this up uh, a couple weeks ago, and I just had been busy with other things and unfortunately just hadn't had a time to revisit it. But he texted me and was like, yo, uh, we have access to some pretty ridiculous bourbon right now. I didn't think a lot about it. And then last week I was like, hey, what do you mean by that text? And he's like, I think we have an opportunity. And so I looked into it. I basically, the big piece for me was trying to find out like where around here can people who are bourbon enthusiasts go and get good bourbon? Because I'm talking, so for example, um, we have a stag variant that we're going we're gonna to be pouring right away. Really? Yes. You actually got your hands on it. Yes. Oh, damn. Um, so our plan is to have a, a low tier well. Yeah. A mid-tier and a high-tier yeah. all the time. And hopefully yeah. one bottle of each at least. That's perfect. Um, this time, we're, so we're going to start with five bottles. Um, and um, I'll go through what those are in just a minute. But the cool thing about it is 
We also have some, so, and, and Tim, this is something that I wanted to bring up because it's something you're passionate about. Um, I've gotten incredibly passionate about this over the last six months. It's something I've, I've gotten a lot of, I've had a lot of fun with is uh, beer cocktails. And um, what's really cool is having some of these bourbons gives us the ability to do beer cocktails. I'm going to be doing bourbon sequels all the time. Oh, I'm bourbon Adela. Okay. So, Ooh. so that Chad was the, the first one I was going to say. Earlier today. <laughs> oh. Oh, did you drop a nocturnal in a sequel? No. <laughs> I ordered. It seems like something you would do. That's or- pre-crime. I ordered a sequel and a, and a taster of goat. And I told him I was going to combine them. <laughs> the look on like, his face was <laughs> an, Ir- an Irish Bach bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go throw up. <laughs> um, but so then I ran it through with our taproom team and wanted to make sure that Haley was on board with it and that she was comfortable with it. And mm-hmm. ultimately where, where we came was that feels like something. We're not going to go crazy, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to make all these mixed drinks. No. But a, a, a bourbon pour... You could do rocks or, or neat, and we could do it in our snifter, so we still have our brand. Oh, yeah, that, and it's, that makes sense. it's something that uh, is a unique offering that we're going to be able to do for our consumers. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like if, if we make good choices with the bourbons that we're picking, I think it'll be great. I think that um, things like that, I'm happy that we're open to things like that just because we're still, I still enjoy that we treat our tap room like an event center slash community center where – you know, it doesn't matter who you are, what you're into, what your habits are. Like, you can come here and find something to drink, find something to eat, and just feel comfortable in here, right? Yep. Like, if you don't like beer, we have seltzer, we have wine. Uh, Brew River has non-alcoholic options. So if you bring your kids or if you don't want to drink right. that day. Right. Um, actually, I don't know why this story came up, but I remember that that morning that we did. It was me and you, Justin. We were, like, the only people up here on a Friday for whatever reason. And Tim, this was pre-pandemic, Tim sends, like, the red alert to, like, anyone that's, like, in the building to come help bartend. Do you, because you know the, what it was? The, it, it was w- the Mason PTO. That's right. That's right. The Mason oh PTO is here. God. That was one of the funnest <laughs> mornings. Like, still one of my favorite stories of all time. It's 9 a.m. on a Friday. We opened early for the event. And I'm pouring Prosecco Blancs. Like, it's nobody's fucking business. <laughs> it was awesome. There was, like, 200 moms in this place hammered by 11. Oh yeah, no, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And, and Tim was the. I, I think this was prior. This, this this was prior to having like a secondary bartender on Friday, so it was just him. And like I remember the red alert going up, and Justin and I like run downstairs and help pour. That was but, the first time I taught Danny to put a towel in his belt loop. Yeah, uh, yeah, baby. Oh, so Very you do big. belt loop? I do belt loop. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. I think I did okay. belt loop that day, but I'm more of the back pocket guy. I'm a back pocket guy, and there's a there's a, a secret trick to folding your towel. In oh. the back pocket. T- 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 so you're gonna have to show me this. It's it is much easier to show. I don't I don't have my towel on me. But basically, you like use your fingers and fold it into four sections that alternate, and it keeps it dry for longer. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Instead, I probably just use way too many of them. <laughs> pro, but, pro but move I over just, here, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I uh, I'm a belt loop guy through the and oh, I'm that's a cool I'm idea. Back belt loop. Okay, not so you're the like front. Back here, yeah. Because then what it is is then. I pour, I, I give it to him, and then as I'm walking away, reach back and wipe. Wipe your hands. Right? Yep. O- on the towel, by the way. <laughs> yeah. On the back towel. Re- reach back and wipe. <laughs> Jeepers. Not that is not a good beer name. Beer, nope. Good Bad beer name. <laughs> um, so the, so um, the bourbons, just for, we like to share things on our podcast for the mm-hmm. first time. 
Um, the, and, I, and I don't know if these will be available by the time our, our listeners are listening. But I think I'm actually going to – I was thinking about this. We're recording on a Thursday. I think I'm going to push this – I'm going to edit it tomorrow. But I think I'm going to push it to releasing Tuesday because I like releasing early in the week better. And then that way it's kind of more uh, – we, we get more into – it really doesn't matter what day we record. We're kind of like a week ahead on podcasts. So this yeah. one will come out Tuesday, uh, the whatever next Tuesday yeah. is. But, yeah, you get it. So our our five, uh, our low low tier to start will be Makers. Um, Rittenhouse Rye as well, so we have a Rye. Um, Weller Special Reserve for the middle tier. Along, oh, I love Weller. Along with 1792 Small Batch. Yes. And then our high tier, uh, we'll have George T. Stag Antique. Wow. You know, I've never had Stag before. Really? Nope. Never been able to. I've um, never even seen a bottle of it. And I've worked at a liquor store for like three years. So Stag is fantastic. Um, if you like a little burn, it's boozy. Yeah, I love it's, hot. It's hot bourbon. It's yeah. funny. Uh, Wayne invited me to, uh, I, don't remember, I don't remember how this came about, but um, I like met him at a bourbon bar downtown that we sell at. Um, because they were doing like cheap pours of stag, and then I d- I saw the Buffalo Trace bottle on the wall, and it's all I drank. Yeah, I, I love I love B Trace. Yeah. yeah, it's such a, such an easy drinking. So good bourbon. So so tell me how this love of spirits started for you. Oh uh, well, frankly, it started at my last job, um, which was O'Brien's Wine and Spirits. Um, and just to give like a tiny background, I basically went to college for music production. Uh, quickly found out that that was going to be not very profitable, uh, you know, right after the graduating. So I was like, well, shit, I guess I should get a job. Um, and I went, it was like, I went to my, I went with my dad to O'Brien's for the 4th of July. We were picking up some stuff for the party we were throwing and just random or happened to pick up an application. And they called me back like literally the next day on a Saturday or on a Sunday and I was extremely hungover. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'll wait till Monday. <laughs> um, so I got, I got this like random job at a liquor store, didn't know anything about spirits, barely anything about beer, nothing about wine. Um, and it, it, it wasn't even like two months into it, I think, where I was like, oh, whoa, this is really cool. Like alcohol can be really interesting. Um, and you're, that's one of the fastest moving you know, beer, liquor, wine stores in, oh, yeah. in, in the area. Yeah, yeah, in the area. They're a, t- they're a top 25 agency in the state of Ohio, which is huge. Yeah, so you're There's seeing a lot. a lot of shit move off the shelves, and you're getting access to a lot of different very mm-hmm. cool stuff. So basically I got with Daniel, Daniel Schmer, um, and we became really good friends very fast. Um, and I would just kind of ask him, like, hey, what's good? And, you know, what should I try tonight? And, like, I would, you know, leave work, and I'd, you know, take something home to just kind of try at my own pace. Um, and quickly got, like, really knowledgeable about spirits, beer, and wine. Um, and that's when that job got really fun because customers would come in and ask me questions, like, what should I buy? And at first I had no idea. I was like, well, let me get you, get you someone who can actually help you. Mm-hmm. And then I turned into that person. Um, so I really enjoyed that factor of it. Um, well, that speaks a lot to who you are because it's the same thing now in our tap room, Exactly. Right? It's the same exact thing. You're able to share your knowledge and passion for something that they don't, they don't know, yep. right? Yep. And then when you see them understand... Or like you explain something to them, and they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's so good," and you're like, "You're just like, yes, like it's such a good feeling." You know what I mean? It's probably yeah. really nice here too because you're seeing the like benefits of your knowledge a little bit quicker. Because oh, yeah. at it's a liquor store, it's like, "Hey, I recommended this bottle." 
yep. or you know this six pack they may come back and tell you that you did a great job but mm-hmm. like here you see oh like they came back and they got a taster ended up moving on to a snifter or exactly you know they like this style so they want to try something similar on the board like that's yep. a really cool um just immediate gratification of oh shit i actually do know my stuff and yep. you know it's translating to sales it's translating to relationships and all that stuff matters so how has it changed for you on that note? How has it changed for you not being able to have a bar full of consumers sitting there? It's weird. Um, I've kind of acclimated to it at this point. Like, it feels more normal. Um, I don't remember what it was like prior. Yeah, it's crazy, it's, right? It, now, now it's, it's weird. Crazy. Like, now it feels normal. But at first, it was super strange to me. I don't remember um, sitting at the bar. <laughs> I, I'm a bar guy, right? Like, oh, I love yeah. I love bellying up to the bar. Same. So, for me, it's been, it's been weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Um, but I've kind of created my own workarounds for some things. Um, like if someone's really wanting to like sample something, you know, we can't do samples at the bar, obviously, because you have to be masked up unless you're sitting at one of the side things. I'll let you like try a couple things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll typically tell people like if they really want to try something, they're like on the fence. Like, well, why don't you go ahead and get something that you know you like, and then I'll send you back to your table with a little sample of that, and you can try it at oh, your that's leisure. Awesome. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. yeah. And so then they'll wind up usually coming back and be like, that was awesome, y'all take a pint of that or whatever. That's a good idea. Uh, so just like little random things that you kind of like, you learn how to work around and end up with the same result um, mm-hmm. in terms of like helping a customer. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been different, but I've acclimated and it's still pretty much the same. So uh, what's your favorite Sonder beer that we've ever made? Oh, shit. I was not expecting this question. I, I know the current beer on the board that you like the most. Do you? Operation Steam? Yeah, probably. I heard you recommend it the other day. So <laughs> I recommend that beer all the time. That was a, so- that was a softball. a cheat answer. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think you're a big fan of Herbie, right? Don't you like Herbie or no? Um, so I, I do like Herbie, but it's not something I could have. Like I couldn't crush it. Mm-hmm. Sure. For me personally, the, the, the piney juniper thing is just kind of overwhelming after like a full pint of it. Um, See, I love it. I, I love it too, but I just can't have multiple. I don't know. I'm weird. Uh, so, because you're a spirits guy, because I know you like it, you enjoy this, um, do Herbie. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of potential there for yeah. So, so Herbie uh, with gin. Okay. Um, and so stay with me on this, right? Okay. Ginger beer. Yeah, I, that, that's my head went there immediately. So, yep. so a little bit of ginger beer, gin, and Herbie. So, like, like. Four parts Herbie, uh, two parts ginger beer, one part gin. Yep. Huh. It's, uh, it's, that it's, phenomenal. it's fire. Yeah. It's really good. Quick sidebar, it ended up being a, like, three-fourths split on the G&T question. No way! Yeah. yeah. No way! Like so peop- of, so yeah. people people think it's an old person drink? No, no they think it's a young person drink. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Which like I disagree sev- with. Like, I think like, it's an old person like drink. Like 75% of people thought that you used to drink... Uh, GNT. I'm very surprised by it, but I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I will say, I will say, like in my ex- experience, there are still a lot of young people that order gin and tonics, but it's such an old drink. It's been around for forever that I feel like it's kind of an old person drink. I don't know. Don't you? I thought you liked gin. No? Mm, I like <laughs> really, really high end gin. Yeah. And I usually like it neat, which is weird. I'm a psychopath, I know, but Oof, that's almost pre crime and I like gin. Yeah. I don't like gin. Um we've gone over that. Yeah. Though. I'm a brown liquor guy for sure. Okay. Most of the I time. Am for sure. Yeah. Okay. Like cognac, brandy, bourbon, rye, like that those are my things. Scotch, 
especially. And do you do you primarily drink them neat? Do you drink them in a cocktail? How do you? So it depends on how I start the evening. Like if I'm if I'm going like straight into liquor or whiskey, I usually do my first glass on the rocks or with okay. a big ice cube. Okay. Um, and then I'll just transfer to neat usually. So for those that were uh, fortunate enough to be able to experience Tim and his element at our New Year's Eve party, uh, <laughs> 2019 into 2020. Uh, Tim was the speakeasy bartender. You got worked that night. Yeah, yeah. I did. The, oh, lighting I, was, the lighting was incredible in that room, though, and I took some sweet pictures. There were some pretty <laughs> dope photos. Uh, but the Sazerac that you were making was, I mean, fire. I love that recipe, dude. Yeah. So that, that that's a really old school recipe because the original Sazerac was made with pure cognac. Uh, they didn't use whiskey for it. Um, and so I basically used just half whiskey, half cognac. I kind of mix the two spirits, which toppens it up a lot, which allows you to work with bitters a little more. Okay. Um, and then I, I also um, use absinthe on like a spritzer bottle okay. to coat the glass first before you make, make the cocktail. And then I spray one more spray on top after the cocktail is done with the lemon zest. So you get this like really like uh, aromatic. Yeah, it's, it was very effervescent. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was good. Yeah. I, I'm a huge I fan. Sorry, I cut Tim off from naming his favorite sauna beer of all oh, time. I, I know, but I just was giving him. I, I cut in a little bit to give him some time to think about it, and mm-hmm. then I got him going, and I think he stopped thinking about it. I did a little bit. <laughs> um, now you're back on the spot. Chad, what's your uh, you know your top 12 five beers? Yeah. It's <laughs> a, a just enough special. <laughs> what 12 beers are in your top five? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were saying that you know you couldn't, have multiple Herbies. That doesn't mean it's not your favorite beer. True, but like it's that's not a, my favorite beer. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I understand, but like defining defining what your favorite sounder beer is isn't necessarily the one you can consume the most of. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. That's why I always sure. say I've had the most Voss. Right? Yeah, I've drank yeah. the most Voss, but I don't know if it's my favorite. Yeah, and that's like Opsteam with me. Like I've definitely like Opsteam is my most drank beer. Probably, but it's not my favorite. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple floaters. Like, I still, like, for some reason, my brain cannot get over Cherry Frosted. Okay. I don't know why. Tim, like, Tim and I are holding that down. I, I, think we're, that I, think we're the, I think we're the only people that, like, lo- a lot of people liked Cherry Frosted, but I think there's been others that people liked more. For sure. I think Tim and I are the only people on that ladder still of saying that. Yeah. No, it's Cherry- number seven in my top three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I also, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I also really love Orange Julius. Frosted, not okay. betcha. Okay. Um, and those are, like, my top, like, sweet, like, kind of weird style beers that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, Nocturnal is, like... Yeah, Nocturnal oh, is so no- good. Nocturnal is, like, rising the ranks really fast for me. No- Nocturnal uh, uh, Nocturnal is firmly in my top five. I yeah, can confidently firmly. say it's yeah. in my top five. It might even be top three <sighs> safely right now. It's cer- I, I would have to think about it, but it's certainly in the conversation for me. I was so worried about that one. I know I talked about it a little bit, but I, I think I've noticed with my palate that I don't do well with smokiness. I really don't like it. Hmm. And I pick up on, like, over-roasting things. Yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of... Uh, Schwartz beers and dark lagers are like overly roasty, and you kind of get to that like cigarette, like ashtray kind of like taste to it. And I was like, I don't think these guys are going to do that, but it's been my experience with a lot of Schwartz beers. And this one is just straight like chocolate coffee. Mm-hmm. It's one of those beers where it actually like tastes a little bit better when it's a little bit warm, not like room temperature, but like kind of yeah. that in between of like five minutes after you pour yeah, it. Yeah, like right yeah. after the fr- uh, in between the fridge and like the last sip is so good. It uh it has a little smoke to it naturally. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right? But it's not yeah. smoked beer. Yes. Yeah. It yes. doesn't like punch you in the face. Right. Like, yeah. You know. And it's not the I think I think the I should clarify a little bit. The 
the over roasting of those malts, I feel like I am a little bit sensitive to, and our team didn't do that at all. I can't remember now at this point, but did we talk about this beer a little bit with Ross? A little bit. Not really, though. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Nocturnal is uh, it's our Schwartz beer. Our um, Schwartz beer slash dark lager slash black lager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, essentially what it is, it's a, it's a very traditional German-style beer mm-hmm. uh, that is a dark lager. So it is lagered. Yep. Um, and uh, our, our team did a great job of making it a traditional German lager. Uh, using you know some dark malts, which gives it more of a uh, a very opaque color, um, dark. It's very dark, uh, and it, it has it's black. It is black. Yeah. you can't shine a light through it. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, it has a hint of some smoky roasted character, but Danny, to your point, I, I certainly get more chocolate and and the roast than I do smoke. Yeah, but here's what's wild about that beer, and for those that. For those that uh, are open-minded, I would recommend just give it a shot. Just try it mm-hmm. because it does not do what you think it's going to do to you when you pour it in a glass. Ooh, oh, Tim, yeah. this is a good question. What up? Have you tried recommending Nocturnal to someone that's looking for a lager? No, actually. I wonder uh, how that would go. Because so, here's, here's so what I, I mean by... people lately that want porters, and I'm like, well... I, I, it, it for would, sure, it would take and, some convincing, and they wind up sure. really liking it. So it would take some convincing for sure. But I think that I, I genuinely think that a lager drinker would love nocturnal. What's really funny? What about is, your dad, Chad? Yeah, so that's oh, what yeah. I was getting ready to say. Is uh, my dad is one of Tim's regulars, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, my dad was down in the tap room today drinking a Voss. That's his favorite beer that we make, and uh, I know my dad's palate. So when we come out with a lager or something in that in his zone, I always recommend it to him. Right. So he was down there today. I was like, got got him a four ounce pour of Nocturnal, and he goes, "Oh, okay." And then what? he he, he, he ca- said something. What did he say? Uh, <laughs> keep going. What? <laughs> well, so uh, to Danny's point about letting it warm up, so he was drinking Voss, and then he was sipping on the Nocturnal, and as it warmed up a little bit, uh, he next thing I know, he's drank the whole four ounces. <laughs> And then he's don't say something like that's not hateful or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, it's an interesting way of saying it. I, I guess that's yeah, good. It's a compliment from Rick. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I I love Pops Blount. Yeah. I knew what he meant by that. Exactly. <laughs> he's a great guy. A great guy. Um, so he finishes his his poor Voss, and I'm kind of watching him curious, and he orders a nocturnal. Did Voss. he really? Sure yeah. did. Yeah, yep. which is which is really that's pretty awesome. Which kind of proves your point, right? Yeah. That, Did uh, he enjoy the whole pint? Loved it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my dad would like it too. Here's the thing about Nocturnal. What what I was going with it is, it's a beer that, typically speaking, you would look at that and you would think, I'll have one of those and I'll move on to a Voss. It's so drinkable, and it's, it's so not the case, good. right? Yeah. Like you can crush a liter of oh, that. It's you scary can drinkable. Have a six pack of it. You can. It looks, I mean, it's, it, like you said, you can't shine a light through it. It's incredibly dark, but it is so light. So it and, just cleans off you know, immediately. Sa- Saunders like, Story's bingo. It, it's crushable. It's light. Yeah. It's crisp. I'm yep. working think, on that, by the way. <laughs> I, think the, uh, I think the word that you used, we were in a meeting last week, and you and I were having a, a nocturnal, and you looked at me, and you go, this beer is a problem. It is a problem. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, it is a problem. Dude, it, I can, like, I can taste so dangerous. the love in that beer. Like, yeah, I can for taste sure. taste the passion in it. Yeah, for sure. That beer, I mean, for context, that is... Uh, Chase Legler says that might be his favorite beer. Yeah, which, which I can I can see that. I always I always take note of what Chase drinks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and like when we have things like Operation Steam on, or you know he drinks a shit ton of Rally Cap, 
Um, but like I, I know there's been a couple beers over time that I've noticed that he really likes. that I would have never thought like when we first came out with straight clouds, he would grab a straight clouds every once in a while. Yep. And I don't know that chase ever had a double new England prior to working here. at Solid <laughs> Uh, he also like real, I know he, he dabbles a little bit in IPAs, but he had a, he was drinking a lot of volume three record hop. Yep. Um, I always take note of the things that he drinks just because he has a very, not a unique palate, but a more of a distinguished one. And obviously, you know. He, well, he knows what he likes. Exactly. He doesn't need to branch out too much when it comes to beer. Right. Because he knows exactly what yeah, he likes. Yeah, he's way less of the, I'm going to try something new, and more of the, I just want what I know that I like. That's right. Yep. That's right. So, are you willing to say that Nocturnal is your favorite? No. So, what is it? You got to give us something. It's really hard because I I, try, I don't want to give like, me three. I don't want to go with something that's like barrel aged or like super limited. Why not? If I had to pick an ultimate favorite, give me three. Yeah, let's go with three. The Justin Neff special three favorites. <laughs> <laughs> give me three number ones. Um, I think it's because I have four kids. And apple I'll never pie, pick a cobbler, poca poca. Okay, oh, that beer is gas. Um, and that's fair. We do that every year. That's another one I'm going to be pooling big time for to be in cans next year. You boy. Yeah. You boy. Uh, crap. Probably Road to Casablanca. Oh, okay. Sours. That's interesting because I think a lot of the people that got their hands on all of those sour bottles were more into cuvee and... Saison uh, de um, Pancham. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of always an outlier. Like my favorite family tradition was the Ruby Port, and that was like everyone else's least favorite. It seems like that I, I talked about that one on Ross's podcast. People are sleeping on that. Yeah, one. for it's sure. So freaking good. Yeah, for kind sure. of a, a side story. My mom got me like a black raspberry chocolate ice cream cake from Graders for my birthday, mm-hmm. and I cracked open my Ruby Port family oh. tradition with that. Oh, have a night, Tim. Yeah, dude. yeah, dude. Yeah, no kidding. Amazing. That's that's a hell of a night. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, so the, there, there's two, and then I have to, I have to put Operation Steaman as the okay. third because nice. it's just you know a great everyday yeah. lawnmower beer is what okay. I, how yeah. I would describe it. Um, okay, I don't I don't know what the most the beer I've consumed the most of. Uh, it's still Bruder. It's Bruder. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't care one. what you try to Never tell mind. me. Yeah. The yeah, answer is Bruder. It's still Bruder. <laughs> I was thinking in my head that it used to be Midwest Haze, and we hadn't had that in a while, but it's definitely still Bruder. Midwest you know, Haze is probably my number, my second, the beer I've had the most of yeah, right, I miss behind it. Voss. That is like the one beer. I was talking to Chad about this earlier today, and that is the one beer that I just don't like. I picked I up the last one at Red Bank the other day. Really? T's and P's. Yeah, T's and P's. We'll bring that one back. Yeah, it'll come back at some point. Yep. So, uh, so music is another big interest of yours. Oh, yeah. Um, so what, uh, what, what is it about music? Do you have a specific, I know you play guitar, mm-hmm. um, t- talk a little bit about that passion. So it was always kind of like a, it almost seems like an integral part of my life since I, you know, was born. Uh, my dad was always into the music industry. He DJed for a long time. Uh, he took, you know, AV classes in college. Like he had all this cool stereo equipment when I was growing up and tons of vinyls, and so, you know, Saturday mornings were spent, you know, like, watching cartoons or eating cereal and then, like, listening to records with my dad. That's cool. Um, and I he got me a really nice, you know, turntable and stereo system at a young age. So I was I was flipping vinyl when I was 11, you know what I mean? Um, and then got my first guitar when I was, like, 12, dug into that really hard. 
joined the school band, played saxophone, then I joined the jazz band, um, played, did that for a couple years, wound up quitting, which I will always kick myself in the ass for because I was pl- doing sports at the same time. So, like, I had no time whatsoever. It was like jazz band practice and baseball practice and, you know, whatever, whatever. And it was just really overwhelming as a young, a young kid. So I gave up the sax for sports, which it should have been the other way around, if I'm being honest. Um, so I fell out of music for quite a while, wound up getting back into it. I was like, I don't know, 18, 17 or 18, and I wound up like pirating a copy of Fruity Loops, which is like this like music production program where you can like make beats and stuff, just, you know, for something fun. And like two weeks into it, I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. And I'm <laughs> like, you know, making some pretty, pretty awesome beats. And, you know, people are telling me like, dude, you should like do this, blah, 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 blah. And I see this ad for Fulsa University one day on Facebook. It's like, oh, I'll get a music degree, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, me being young, dumb, and am- ambitious, uh, I, like, call him up, like, hey, I want to go to your college. <laughs> <laughs> and so this lady, like, walks me through all the processes for, you know, doing their online bachelor's program for music production. And, you know, they send you the MacBook. They send you the microphones and the equipment and all the software. And I was like, yes, sign me the F up right now, please. And I was like, oh, hey, by the way, Mom, I'm going to college. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally just, I did almost all of it without, you know, talking uh, to anyone else. Because I was, like, convinced that's what I wanted to do. Um, try to fast forward a little bit. I do my, my degree program. Um, wasn't wasn't super a super big fan of how they ran things at Full Sail, like the way the classes worked and everything. Um, and then, like, all of a sudden, music kind of turned into work. And I was not prepared for that. Like, my hobby turned into, like... And I wasn't allowed to do the things I wanted to do. Like, my, all my projects and stuff were like, you have to make this kind of music and do that. And I was like, well, this is not fun, and I don't like this. And um, It kind of killed it for me, I'm not going to lie. Um, so I lost a lot of my motivation and inspiration for making music uh, at that point. And it took me till right about, like, last year. Um, I was talking with a customer in the tap room about, like, you know, doing music stuff. And they're like, well, why don't you making stuff nowadays? And I'm like, oh, not really. And they're like, why not? And blah, 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 blah. And but it seems, like something, it seems like something you've picked back up in terms of playing music. Oh, yeah. So I, I got back into, I bought a, a, pr- a piece of software to start making music again. And I was like, okay, I need a guitar. So I start getting back into making music um, after, like, five years. I didn't make anything for, like, five years. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And then, you know, my music taste kind of drove me towards, like, wanting to play guitar again. And so I text my best friend, Matt, who is, like, a guitar wizard. He has, like, 17 guitars. He's been playing for 20 years, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, <laughs> it was like a, it was a Saturday here in the tap room, and I text him as, as I was getting off, like, will you take me to Guitar Center today, please? <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I went and bought a guitar and an amp, and I just started going crazy with it. And the past, like, five or six months, I've just been absolutely insane. Like, I come here, and I work, and I devote myself to this, and then I go home, and it's either chilling video games or I'm just crushing guitar, like, for awesome. five hours straight. I really enjoy the videos that you post on social when you're playing. Yeah, I need to do that more. But, yeah, it's yeah. something I'm trying to do, like, you know. Have fun with that. Yeah, just, yeah. like, trying to, like, come up with new, new musical ideas, like, quick little snippets and tidbits and, like, posting on the social. I just yeah. admire and appreciate it because it's, you know, in, in guitar for me was something I tried to do for a long time, and I, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I just didn't have that. that no, gift. you totally can, by the way. It's just something you have to spend a lot of time on initially. For sure. Like, I a think, lot of time. I think there's this, like, weird misconception of, you know, you can you can turn any hobby into a job, and I think that's very true. And I think that there's a lot of you know, you us frankly here at this company are people that are living out our dreams of 
working at a place that we all love. But I think that everyone needs to like have that thing that gets them excited when they're not working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a song going around right now, and I wish I had know I wish I had thought of this before the podcast. I'll play it for the next one. Um, about how you're not really working when you love your job. I think that's very true. But even for me, like this is you know. I'm living out a dream every day. This is so much fun for me. I, I can't, you know, I have a couple of friends who have like pointed out to me that, you know, it's very obvious that I love my job and it's very yeah. true and I wouldn't have it any other way, but I still have things in my life like books and disc golf that I need to keep as a hobby because it gets me excited for the weekends or exactly. gives me something to do after work. And, you know, if music ends up being that for you, it doesn't end up being your job, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, totally. It's like, whatever brings you happiness and, like, whatever you enjoy doing, I think that there are a lot of people who get burnt out on hobbies because they tried to make it their job, and yep. it wasn't it wasn't what they loved enough to make it their work, right? Right. I think having those things in your life that... Or they loved it too much to make it their work. Yeah, and, like, having those things that keep you going and those things that you, like, find... You know, because for me, it's like I grew up playing sports my whole life, and I'm frankly not in good enough shape to keep doing that. If I'm able to play disc golf and be very competitive with that, yeah. like it's something that I've found a niche in, right? And if music's that for you, it's perfect. Like just yeah. lean into it, have fun with it, do whatever makes you happy. I think the problem with the music industry as a whole is that it's such a it's a very stagnant industry. It's hard to break into too. It's extremely difficult to break into. Yeah, you um, almost have to like unless you wind before up you can even get a start. Basically, your ticket into the music industry is somehow going viral on like a social media post yeah. with something weird, and then like you start getting attention. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of very talented musicians that there's so many. Dude. They they missed an opportunity, their opportunity, and all of a sudden they're you know behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. It's like I probably could have gone into like radio after I graduated, or something like that. But I didn't. Well, that's like Justin now. He studied radio, and now we do a podcast. That's right. That's right. You know, I I did that for a long time, and um, here we are. Yeah, that's not what I wanted last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and here you are, right? Yep. Um, able to do something that you're as passionate about and and talented. Well, that's what I wanted to say earlier. Is I wound up like completely by accident finding a second passion Mm -hmm. that I didn't know I had and Mm -hmm. it's a huge one for sure um, which is really really cool I think you know I talked about this with my brother a little bit Um, this is going down a little bit of a rabbit hole but I feel like there's so much pressure early on in life to like figure out what you want to do and who you want to be and what you should study and all this stuff and I think that you know uh, there's so much value in figuring that out throughout the way Mm -hmm. and kind of just along the way of your life figuring out what makes you happy and kind of striving towards that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think if that's music for you, it's awesome. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, it's, so it's something I'll always do. So. Right. That's perfect. Um, so give me, um, and I'm putting you on the spot here, um, so give me uh, a memory that you have from the tap room that you just – would love to share. So, is yours also serving a bunch of moms at nine a.m. on Friday? Because <laughs> it's mine. Um, so, something you know, you've been again. We we've talked to to Jess, Ross, Zach, and now you, and and all of you have been a part of a lot of really cool moments. Yeah, and that that's the the beauty of the tap room is like all these things happen unplanned. Um, mm-hmm. One really cool thing that I that happened to me is actually post COVID. So it happened, you know, late twenty twenty. 
It was like a I w- I wound up picking up a shift for Ross on like a Saturday night or something. Like I typically wouldn't work that. I remember you talking about this actually. You were like a little nervous. Yeah, no, I totally uh, was. You were like I hadn't wor- I haven't worked the Saturday night in forever. Well, because it's, it's such a different dynamic than it, it used to be. It right. is. Um, like trying to you know police an entire crowd of people, and we were like crushing at that point. So like we were getting so many customers in anyway. Um, so it was like this group of ten people sitting at that you know that. Uh, low top by the sour room. And I didn't really know what they were partying about, but they were having a great time. Um, and near the end of the night, we're getting ready to close, and, like, one of the ladies comes up, and she's like, hey, I was kind of interested, or, like, wondering, like, do you guys do, like, any shots of any kind at all? And I was like, oh, no, we really don't. I'm sorry. Um, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, well, it's my it's my girlfriend's. Uh, she just got. Uh, she just got like a full citizenship in the U.S. today. Oh shit! Oh, that's awesome. And so, like, we get to get married now. Oh shit! What? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like okay, hold on one moment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure something out for you. Awesome. We hold can my make beer. an exception for this. <laughs> yes. And so, like, I go in the back. I'm looking at the liquor shelf. Like, what do I do? Like, do I just pour vodka shots? Like, I, uh, I don't know. And I honestly, they probably would have taken anything. Yes. And I think what I did is I. Yeah, I think I just got a bottle of Tito's, and I got, like, you know, ten tasters, and I poured, like, half shots. Um, That's awesome. And I went to their table and, like, passed them out, and I kind of said a little piece. So I was like, I just want to say, like, that's super awesome. Congratulations. I'm really, really happy for you. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, you have to do one with us, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I went and grabbed another taster, and I cheers with them. And it was just, like, a really, really cool and beautiful moment of, you know, seeing two people that finally get to, like, be together in the capacity that they want to be. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that was, like, super fulfilling. That's me. fun. That's really, really and people cool. celebrating in our space, yeah. something that important is really, really cool. Oh, yep. yes, it totally is. And yep. to be able to, like, help facilitate, like, them feeling happy about it. Yeah, you're all of a sudden a part of that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really neat. That's, that's fun. We, we've had a lot of really cool moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun that I can tell that that for you, again, I put you on the spot, and that was something that you immediately thought of, mm-hmm. uh, which is super fun. And it really embodies, like, what – Literally what Saunders stands for. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Which Literally. Really fun. Yeah. We're uh, a community center where you can come celebrate getting citizenship and getting yeah. married. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It's fucking rad. That's it awesome. Is super rad. Getting citizenship, <laughs> by the way, not easy. My mom had to no. do it. It's wild. No, they no, said it took her like five years or something. Yeah. Like that. Shit's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Danny, let's hit our last segment. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band in some college town bar where it's not a guitar? Is it something to get you through? I think we're going to have an easier time with this than we did with Ross. I think so. I think so. I think so. I love Ross did that. And he was so nervous for the podcast. And then all of a sudden he does great for an hour and then we get to music and he just flopped. <laughs> He knows it, too. He's like, I was doing so good until this. (laughs) And we were boosting him up, too. It's like, yeah, like, people love the music that you play in the tap room. He's like, I don't even know what I play. It's so (laughs) true. He plays so so many random things. Actually, kind of a fun thing about Ross is he'll, like, when he, like, wants people to, like, get the picture, like, you have to leave. 
he'll play like John Williams, which is like a film. He's a film composer who does mm. like you know the music for like <laughs> no movies. Way. He'll just like put random film score on, and I love it. Like I'm obsessed with film score. Like I listen to film score for joy. If you were a consumer, you would just but, be like, sitting at your table, like, <laughs> violins like playing like a. That's pretty a, funny. That's it's, awesome. It's, it's a that's great a great idea. Ross story. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Way to um, go, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, you know the gig, right? Yeah. So, so um, what we do is we ask our guests to give us um, a song that they have on repeat right now they can't turn off. Yep. Um, and then if it's uh, if it is one of our guests, we'll give you a second song. Okay. Um, uh, one Ooh. of your one of your favorite songs of all time, Ooh. and it can be anything. Are you um, ready, or do you need us to go first? Let's go first. We'll give them a couple minutes here. Okay. It's always I mean, better. I was I pretty feel ready, like. but yeah, go for it. Oh, if you're ready, go go. Yeah. I was going to say, it's really hard because I'm constantly listening to music, and yeah. I have mm-hmm. recently found a few albums that I have just fallen deeply in love with, um, but if I had to pick, like, one song that I just have on repeat right now, like, every time it plays, I get chills and goosebumps. Um, it's a band call, called All Them Witches. Um, they do, like, slower, like, people call it, like, stoner rock, uh, but it's, like, very, like, melancholy, slightly more aggressive rock and roll. Uh, clean vocal, though, like, no screaming or anything like that. Anyway, the song's called... Um, Mm, what's the song called? He's ready, though, guys. I'm ready. I'm super ready. I'll cut this part. You're good. No, you don't have to cut it. It's funnier if you leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> I do often say that I'll cut this on that. And then cut don't it. cut it. <laughs> yeah. See you next fall. God, I couldn't remember that. It's called See You Next Fall by All Them Witches. Nice. Uh, all Them Witches? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's got a really weird, like, ambient intro. But, like, once it actually hits the music, it's, like, the best thing ever. What's an all-timer for you? You mean like all time favorite song? Yeah, that's just too hard of a question. I don't think. Give I us mean. one. Yeah, well, let's dissect this. What's an all time band? Well, my all time favorite band is The Ocean. What's their, what's your favorite album of theirs? Um, initially it was a, an album called Pelagial, which is a concept album about getting deeper and deeper into the ocean. Okay. So every song feels tighter and more constricted and heavier. Um, and it, it kind of pulls you through this, like, really, like, big tour de force of emotions, um, which is a really neat thing. They do amazing work. But they just re- recently dropped an album in 2020 um, called Phanerozoic 2. And it is probably the, the masterpiece album, in my opinion. Like, I, I've never heard a better album as a, as a whole. I don't even think I want to make him give a song. That was so dope. It, I it, do kind of want to make fa- him give a song. Though. But his face when he <laughs> yeah, was yeah, describing yeah, yeah. that was I, like. I will say. It, like what just happened is the exact reason, Danny, that I want to mm. dive into video podcasts. Because yeah. you can't get the passion Tim just had for that. Right. Without seeing the way that he just had to dissect in his brain yeah. how to talk about that. That and, was super cool to see. And I think a lost art that really only exists mostly in rap nowadays, is the idea of an album being a story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think that's like a lost art, right? Where totally like is. you're 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 telling it's like reading a book from yep. start to finish. Yep. Yep. A lot, a an lot album of... is start to finish. I think that's a lost art that like really only like some rappers do some nowadays. Rappers, yeah. Yeah. It's it's huge in metal. Almost like most of the metal I listen to is all like I would call it progressive metal or like prog mm-hmm. rock. Um most are concept albums. Gotcha. Like so the ocean they do all, like, they're all about, like, geology and the, the history of the Earth. So, like, all their albums are, like, based off of, like, eras, like the Phanerozoic era or mm-hmm. the Cenozoic era or the Jurassic era. And so, like, all their all their songs and albums have this sound, like, all of a sudden you're in the freaking jungle and there's dinosaurs all around you. You know That's what I awesome. mean? That's crazy. They're a great band. It's, they're incredible. But, yeah. Chad, I feel like you want to say something. No, I'm just blown away by Tim's uh, Tim's passion for music. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. 
Um, I'll go next. Um, did you ma- wait? Did you make him give a song? Did he give a song? What's your, what's your what from that <laughs> if, album? If you can, what's your favorite song from that album? Mostly, I'm pushing you just because I want to make sure I include it on the po- or no, on the yeah, on the playlist. Point. That's a good point. I promise I'm not the <laughs> the listeners probably think I'm like a really pushy person <laughs> when, it, when in reality it's like the exact opposite. But I'm mostly just doing it to make sure that I get a song to add to the playlist so that they can share their love for music via playlist. Right. So I think like it, uh, so I'll, I'll just pick an Ocean song in general. That's yeah. my favorite. And it's from their new album. Um, but it's called, I just accidentally played it for a split second. <laughs> it's called Jurassic. Um, and it is about the Jurassic era of Earth. Nice. And the coolest thing, it's a pretty long song. It's like a 13-minute song. Um, and it, it develops in a lot of different ways throughout. But near the end, it, it kind of like ramps up slowly but surely. Um, like a T-Rex is chasing you. Yeah, well, it's all about, the song's actually all about when the meteor hits the earth and kills all of the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. And so, so kind of the same. So yeah. somehow, <laughs> somehow they build up to this point, and all of a sudden they just smack you in the face with this guitar and drum riff that sounds like a freaking meteor hitting the atmosphere. That's oh. awesome. And rushing toward, and you, know, you, can see, you can, like, feel it and see it, um, the way they, like, the guitar rhythm and, like, the way they produce it. It just sounds Pretty like wild. a freaking meteor. It's awesome. So, yeah, Jurassic by The Ocean is probably okay. the one I would pick. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I've been uh, listening to. <laughs> I feel like after what Tim just went through, this is like I the know. most like. I'm juvenile happy you're going thing. next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really wish Tim went last. There's, <laughs> only, <laughs> there's <laughs> only letdown scenarios. Right. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Tim's talking about like what it does to his spirit and like his inner body, and he's like showing all this emotion. I just like this song called Holy by Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper. It's like, I love Chance the Rapper. He is my dude. Chance the Rapper is very good. He's I mean, fantastic. I've been listening to this song is that a, a new lot song? lately. Uh, new-ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of that. Man, uh, when he said Holy, I thought he was going to say Florida Georgia Line. Nope. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no I, I simply would have just left if that was what yeah. my plan was right. to say. Yeah. After Tim goes, if I'm saying a Florida Georgia Line song, you can, like, kick me in the face. Well, I would have walked out, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with them if anybody likes them. I just don't like. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that song after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Holy uh, Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper. It's nice. pretty dope. It's uh, it's pretty low key. Pretty I'm, I'm low key a Justin Bieber fan. Yeah, I don't have any problem saying. He that. Definitely I'm doesn't a, suck. I'm all right with myself to admit that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, here we go. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I go through these spurts where I go back and uh, enjoy. Music from my college time, and uh, Dave Matthews was one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really like is when Dave Matthews goes solo and plays with Tim Reynolds, who is an amazing acoustic guitar player. And they have a couple albums they released where they've done like college tours, and uh, some of the the riffs that they can play on guitar are just unbelievable. It completely changes song from the Dave Matthews band to Dave Matthews playing. You, you picked this just so you sounded a little more hip for Tim, didn't you? No, I've had this song picked for months. I genuinely think that if Dave Matthews wasn't such a douchebag, that he'd be much more popular. Probably. So, uh, yes. <laughs> that's that's kind of the point, right? So, like, there's a Dave Matthews band, and then mm. there's Dave Matthews with Tim Reynolds, which is completely different. Right. Uh, well, this, the song is When the World Ends, um, which is this great, like, love song about, you know, when the world ends, I want to be with you. Um, and Tim Reynolds' spin on it is great, and it's off the um, – it's off the Radio City Music Hall album that they did. Okay. And uh, I've been really, like, so I've been on the road a lot driving over the last couple of months, um, and I've been just playing that album on repeat. Nice. Yeah. 
I uh, I am still on a big country kick. Okay. Which is very strange because I'm more of a seasonal listener. Yeah. So, like, I typically would not be listening to country music when it's snowing outside. But I hung out with some buddies in Tennessee that are big country music fans. That's a lot of what we listen to, so I'm still kind of on that kick. He's also wearing cowboy boots right now. I would never. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way Danny's wearing Tim cowboy boots. Made Tim look. I almost exclusively wear Vans and New Balance shoes because... I am not a shoe head, but I don't yeah. love the disrespect you just gave cowboy boots. But <laughs> <laughs> you wearing cowboy boots. boots would be a hell of a that lot. would be amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. You should go, you should go to boot country tomorrow and buy you a pair of boots. Oh, I've I've owned cowboy boots before. Same. <laughs> okay. So Same. have I totally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it feels I think it's a newer song, but it feels more old school country. So Tim Knight might not hate me too much, but. It's called Loud and Heavy by Cody Jinx. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Not so familiar, actually. It's a good country jam. I don't, yeah. I don't even know how I discovered it. Um, That's the best, though. I ca- I've kind of gotten to this point now where I find music so many different ways. I don't even remember how I found it. But yeah. Well, we, we have our streaming services to thank for that. Yeah. It's like, oh, you like this. Well, here's these 70,000 other bands that you might I've like. Pulled, I, la- I've pulled a couple songs off of, like, advertisements lately. Yeah. No, 100%. Which, you know, I, I love and hate at the same time. I, I there is a there's a I love the idea of being able to get good music at the at the click of a button. Right? Do you remember paying ninety nine cents for a song? For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's for sure. Absurd. What I what I, I lime wired everything. But why yeah. did we do that? But what what I miss we did we anything. legally downloaded it. Yeah, yeah. lime wired. And then well, we just uh, spent four hundred dollars <laughs> on a new laptop. Yeah, it all even out somehow. Either you were paying ninety nine cents per song. Or you were getting them for nothing, but then having to get a new laptop because right. <laughs> you downloaded a virus at some point. Yep. Uh, I miss this idea of not knowing more than one song on an album because you heard it on the radio. Yep. The day the album drops and you buy the CD or the vinyl. I miss that. I genuinely miss that. I There's artists that I still do that for. Same. Uh, I, buy, I still I buy, buy vinyl. vinyl. I yeah. buy vinyl all yeah. the time. Man, yeah. that's a, that's another rabbit hole that it's taking every ounce of willpower to not go down is that I don't own a vinyl player. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I know if I do. Don't do it. I mean, if you, you <laughs> do it if you want a cheap one that's just going to like play a couple records. But like if you want like a real turntable, it's kind of expensive. I'm less and worried it's, about. It's so weird. Like, you I'm have less to, like, worried about the actual turntable and more concerned about how many vinyls I'm going to buy at that point. Yeah. It feels like a I'm fl- just like a weird collector with things like. Yeah, see, I'm not. I, like, I know I, we've like, had this conversation. I know. You and, just haven't had found your thing, though. I don't know if my thing exists. No, I believe there are oh. people that like to collect, and there are people who just like to not, not, they don't care to collect. Until yeah. they find their thing. I mean, I, I totally spent all my vinyl, so it's like, it's collecting, but I'm also, like, utilizing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, and I'm the same way, Like right? Like, I wear my sneakers, but I collect them. Yeah. And now I collect knives, and I collect vinyl, and I collect... Yeah, go down the list, right? Like yeah. I just yeah. add to that list all we're the time. We're so similar in many ways, but I think that's one of the few things that we're like so opposite yes. about. We're like, I like my three specific shoes that right. I just rotate. Right. I love baseball, but I have no interest in baseball cards. Right. And like, yeah, that's another one I didn't even mention. Yeah, you're, like, not, you're not old enough to be nostalgic yet. That's not true. That's, that's not true. Not true. That I collected so CDs when I was in Dude, high school. Nostalgia is like my biggest like. I'm just trying to convince Danny that he's going to be. Tim and I are like the same age. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, Danny's going to be a collector of something. I'm just trying to figure I don't, out what it I, is. It's not even like it, 
No, I, I, I get what Danny's saying. Liz is the same way. My wife's the same way. She doesn't, she doesn't keep anything she's not actively utilizing. Like, if it's not used and, and you know, so, like, for example, shoes, right? Like, she's going to wear her shoes into the ground, and then she's going to buy new shoes. Yep. The right? only, like, you, this, might, this might satisfy you, Chad. The only exception is that I purchase all of my books. Okay. Yeah, that's, I, a, that's I, a great. I do not. Yeah. I do not go to the library and rent books. Yeah, but then do you give them away or sell them or get rid of? I them? I let people borrow books. I like the idea of building a library. Yes. Okay. Same. We yeah. should so, get. So, a, we so, should so, get on a book trade, Danny. Yes, by the way. Absolutely. Okay. So Chad, that that aligns with what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's 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 same same but a little different. Yeah. Collecting for di- like there's different reasons to collect. I'm but not. I think I'm not collecting these books for like value. Though. Exactly. They're just right? books that I've read. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's that, what Chad's that goes saying. into yeah. it. Like, everyone's collecting something, but the reason for collecting is different. Yeah. And, you know, yours is to... So, so maybe it is books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, based on that, it would be. Yeah. I have, There's no, like, market in books of, like, this book is super valuable and is going to age in value or whatever. Like, Well, you're not collecting to flip. You're not turning it into a, a moneymaker. Exactly. You're no. collecting it. Yeah. I, I don't know. For whatever, just, for whatever reason, I've chosen to build a library i'm actually running out of room on my current bookshelf but i'm going to say that we're the only podcast in america that starts with taco bell and ends with a book collection <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt we're just regular Undo dudes that's right we read we eat taco bell this whole we thing, like beer this whole yeah. thing saunders <laughs> stories right yeah, the whole the idea is this is our story yeah. right yeah and and each week we get to bring new people along for the story yeah yep yeah. Well rounded. And uh, men about town. And, and <laughs> women. And women. People people Bring us out of here, Danny. People around town. Oh, that was the wow, that was the wrong thing. You I, gotta keep that in there. I know. That was the first time I've ever pushed the wrong button. Dang, it happens. I pushed the right button now, so we can end the podcast. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tim, that was yeah, fun, man. Tim, thank that you was so awesome. Yeah, you do absolutely. have to put alcohol in your cup, or Chase will be mad at you for a cheers. Okay. Can't yeah, you can't cheers can't, with can't an, empty an empty glass. It's, it's bad luck. Yeah. 100%. I, yep. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. Damn it, I'm so mad I pushed the wrong button. I pulled a really big resident fat kid moment that I